You're listening to Self-Publishing Journeys, the weekly podcast for all new and aspiring self-published authors. Stand by for tips, resources, hints, and practical techniques to help you on your own self-publishing journey. Meet indie authors at different stages of their writing careers and hear how they manage to get their own books published and making sales. For show notes, web links, and useful resources, please head to selfpublishingjourneys.com. Now, here's your show host, self-published author and digital marketer, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Self-Publishing Journeys, episode number 135 for Monday the 7th of January 2019. My guest on the show today is Jeremy Thompson, the Managing Director of Troubadour Publishing and the Book Guild. Matador is the company's self-publishing imprint and the Book Guild is the mainstream and partnership publishing company. Several of the authors interviewed on this podcast have opted to self-publish their books through Matador, and those who have published more than one title return to use the service again and again. The Matador team will be holding their seventh self-publishing conference in Leicester in April of this year, so it being the time for New Year's resolutions and goal-setting, I thought it would be an excellent opportunity to preview the event and find out more about this year's speakers. When I caught up with Jeremy for the podcast, we began by chatting about the relationship between the various parts of the company. Troubadour um, is the parent company, effectively, that um, Troubadour owns Matador, um, and we also run a company called The Book Guild Limited, and uh, we run a website called Indigo, which is um, it offers um, services for independent authors, such as editing and cover design, that sort of thing. Um, so Troubadour really is the legal entity, and, and underneath that sits a range of things that we do, most of which are, are to do with publishing books, um, either traditionally or in partnership or um, offering self-publishing. Now, I know that you've been in this business for many years. How dominant is self-publishing now in terms of the kind of workload that you have? Um, it's, it, it's, it took on an enormous significance um, about five, six years ago. Um, the, you know, as you know, the, the self-published market grew enormously from the, from the very early 2000s onwards. And so it peaked sort of five or five or six years ago for us and became a great in, a part of what we do. And it still is a big part of what we do. And since then, we sort of diversified. We're doing slightly different things in different areas. So we're trying to offer a range of ways of getting authors published rather than just self-publishing. I mean, it, it is a really important part of what we do. And Matador is, you know, as you know, it's a really widely recommended self-publishing service. Everybody knows it. Um, and, it, you know, working at the quality end. And that's, that's really where our interest lies is is. is getting authors published and getting it getting it done well by whatever means. Now, I was going through the list of authors that I've interviewed on this podcast over mm. the, the years, and uh, yep. I saw uh, Lindsay Drew Honey, I've got Mike mm-hmm. Bodner, David J. Yep. Robertson, Griselda Heppel, Annie Weir, mm-hmm. and, and I was just thinking there are so many authors that I've spoken to who have self-published with Matador. And mm. I tell you what's really surprising to me is I haven't heard a complaint from any of them. And, and you know, <laughs> you must be doing a pretty good job. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, with... Uh, I, I think one of the things that struck us very early on when we were offering self-publishing is that customer service was virtually non-existent. Um, I mean, I think still today, if you you know if you if you if you're publishing one with with CreateSpace or Ingram Spark, you, you get you get no customer service. You get no you get very little input from anybody who knows anything about publishing books. And we wanted you know we're a publisher uh, at heart, and and we want to publish really good books, and we want to get them sold. And and to do that, you need industry knowledge. You need contacts. You need you know you need the wherewithal of, of of doing it. And one of the things that we love to do is offer really good customer service. We offer great advice. We talk to authors. We're interested in the books they're publishing. Each of the books that that 
that an author publishes is really, really important to that author. It's, it's, it's something that they've been writing for maybe years. Of course it's important. It's not something you can just sort of throw onto the internet and, and assume it's going gonna, it's gonna to sell. So one of the things we concentrated really hard on in the last few years has been offering really good customer service, sort of joined up thinking between the different production, ebook, marketing departments, so that authors are getting a very good service. They, they, they feel valued because they are valued. Um, and I think that makes the difference that, that you don't get that everywhere you go with self-publishing because I think a lot of the onus is on self-publishing and, and you do it yourself and you you know that's it. You, you get what you get. We're very different really in that we... We're a, a publisher who's offering self-publishing, which is a, a different approach, I think. Yeah, and, and self-publishing, if you do everything, I, I know because that's how I do it, it's just a monumental task. And again, mm. I, I know that for many people, they just feel like they don't have the technical skills or, or frankly, the time to, mm. do, to do that. Is mm. that how people tend to come to you, having looked at you know, all that work that's got to be done? I think so. I mean, a, a, a lot. We, we get we get all sorts. To be honest, I mean, we get authors at one end who really say, "Here's my book. Just just do it." Um, you know, and that's that has its own challenges. To be honest, um, but we also get uh, at the other end authors who they know what they want in their cover. They know how they want their their text to be laid out. They know what sort of marketing they want, and and all points in between. And really. Again, our approach is, is one that's flexible because we're working with the author. We want we want to we want to fulfil the author's expectations, but you know, having set realistic expectations for authors. Um, so we're flexible in how we approach people and how we and how we go about what we do within the constraints of the industry in which we're working. Um, I think that's one of the really important points is that is that we you know the publishing and the book selling industry has its own ways of doing things and. It would be lovely to to be able to do it differently, but you know, for example, with the book trade, if you don't work to their timescales, it won't be your book won't be in Waterstones. You know, if if you're if you're printing on demand, it, you're limiting your distribution. So, all of these factors come into play, so that we're we're trying to offer uh, that, that sort of that professional publishing service that you know that that, that you'd get with any mainstream publishing house but but offering that to self-publishing authors yeah it's interesting you say that the, the more the longer i'm in this game the more i've been moving towards this hybrid model mm. in that sort of appreciation of what traditional publishers can do um, mm. so they, they use things like netgalley for instance their distribution and contacts mm. are yeah. far superior to anything i could do but i my yeah. perception of talking to a lot of your authors is that actually you you can offer that too mm. Yeah, we can. I mean, you know, we're we're always working really, really hard at improving um, distribution and, and and marketing services that we offer. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I employ a staff, and we've got twenty three staff here. Some of those are employed just to market books. That's what they do. You know, that's what they that that's their expertise. That's their professional working life. So of course they have the context. Of course they know what's going to work and what isn't going to work. And we're able to offer that to our self publishing authors because we've got that expertise and, and as you say it's not an expertise that you can you can just pick up overnight by a little bit of internet research it's actually about contacts knowing how things are done and why they're done in that particular way um i mean cover design is an example you know the number of number of self-published covers that i see which are just terrible and they don't have to be it's just it's just about knowing the market making sure that it's professionally produced however however that's done um, but you know, most importantly, you've got to get your, your cover right for your genre because the booksellers aren't going to look at a, 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 the best book in the world if it's got the wrong cover. It's that type of sort of industry insight which you really need to know to get the best out of any self-publishing project. 
One of the first lessons I learned in self-publishing that it's one job to actually get a book that looks ready to sell or is ready to sell. Mm. The mm. next part of that is actually marketing and selling the thing. And if you don't yeah. do that, you don't have an author yeah. career. So, you know, marketing yeah. is often a killer for many people. It's interesting because I've just been looking at the um, at the the Alliance of Independent Authors blog and 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 their Facebook page and and and, and so on for the last sort of few weeks, just doing some general research. And virtually every single question that's asked is, "How can I do my cover? You know, what about what font shall I use? How can I do this? How can I how can I produce this on the back of my book?" I haven't seen a single question on, in that forum on how do I market my book? How do I get my book into booksellers? What's the best way? How long do I need to give it? But you know, authors historically and i suspect always will they concentrate on the product rather than how they're going to sell that product and that's the key because you can have the best book book in the world as i say um, and it won't sell anything but if you have a terrible book with a you know which is appallingly written as are some mainstream books by the way but you know that's, <laughs> that's by the by but you know you can have a terrible book and you can market it really really well and it will sell fantastically well so you know that there really does need to be this shift in attitude of self-publishing authors from the product to the actual to the long the longer term selling and distribution size of 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 the of, of the publishing game and your marketing team uh, you know uh, indie authors are pretty good at being ahead of the the curve with mm. this so they're using ans mm. ads they're using facebook they're using book yep. ads and things like that are you deploying yep. all of these kind of best practice marketing techniques um, well, yeah, I mean, I would say that we're probably more ahead of the game than that because we, we've been using those things for quite a while um, and we're, we're always looking at other things, you know, other ways of marketing books and, 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 and upcoming ways of marketing books. And then, for example, Amazon AMS, Amazon um, ads, we've been using those for quite a while and actually we don't think they work very well. We think Facebook ads work much better than Amazon ads because Amazon, there's, there's, there are too many, there's too much noise, um, it's too transitory, whereas Facebook just seems to work, gets, it gets more traction. Um, um, but we're also doing other things like, um, you know, traditional book selling. A lot of our books, a lot of our book sales go through traditional retailers, and we have great bookshop distributions through anything from Waterstones to your local independent. But we also want to get out there and sell our books to authors ourselves. So we've recently invested in a in a in a 1966 um, Citroen H van, which we've had converted into a bookshop. Um, we're just beginning to take that around to sort of festivals and fakes and Christmas markets and whatnot. So we're selling our books direct to customers. And, and that's a really good way of talking to readers and finding out what they think about your books and, and, and talking about our books to customers as well. So we, we're always looking at new ways of, of getting books out there, um, getting mark, the, the market interested in our books. And uh, because that is really, the, the, you know, that's how books sell. And I'm guessing because you've mentioned so many parts to this process that mm. are you almost like a, a pick and mix kind of service that I can say, yeah. well, you know, do the cover, do the edit, I'll do the yeah. marketing or, or whatever I want. Yeah, I mean, Jen, I mean, there are certain limits with that, because um, if, if, if we're distributing a book, then, then it, it, we have to know it's a decent book. So we won't distribute anybody's book. We'll only distribute books that we've we've published. But within that, most uh, most of our authors can pick and choose. So, you, for example, if you've got a cover design that you want to bring to us that you're happy with, then yes, that's fine. Do that, and 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 that will reduce the cost down. Obviously, um, you don't have to market. You don't have to have an ebook. You don't have to have an audio book. You can really pick and choose. I mean, when somebody comes to us, we, we do a quote which basically lists all of the costs of everything we offer and the author can then say, well, I'll have this and I'll have this and I'll have this and I'll have this. So they can make their own 
sort of package if they want, um, which suits exactly what their situation is. And I think that's really important because some authors are not publishing for, because they want to be best-selling authors. They're publishing because, they, you know, they just want to publish. It's, it's, a, it's an ambition. So they don't need marketing. They don't need distribution in an audiobook and an e-book. They just want, I don't know, 100 copies of their book for personal use. So it's important that they're, they're, they're buying what they need rather than some sort of platinum package or a gold package or whatever, which offer, offers things that they don't need. One of the things I say to authors a lot of the time is if they don't have uh, particular technical skills, that, mm. that, that it's often just not worth the, the kind of time loss to build their own website. So by the time you've, mm. you've learned it, <laughs> you'll hate every yeah. minute of it. You might as well just yeah. pay someone to get one done. And I think that's part of your service, isn't it, doing the, the basic website for people? Well, well, yeah, I mean, we, we do all sorts of things. But, but sort of on a wider point, I would say, um, to, to anybody who's self-publishing, is just seriously think about what, you're, what you can do yourself. So, you know, play to your strengths. If, you, if you're great at editing, if you're really gregarious and you can get out there and do some marketing, then do that. But if, you, if you're terrible at cover design and you don't know how to typeset, then get somebody in to do that, whether or not it's, it's a company like Matador or whether or not you use a freelance or a different service or, you know, a friend or something. But play to your own strengths and, and bolster your weaknesses because it's, it's the weaknesses where you'll fall down. And in my experience, the weaknesses tends to be the stuff that's after the production of the book, the marketing and the distribution. So it's those areas where most authors need help. And um, the other thing is, I know people come back to you for books. So I know David mm. uh, J. Robertson is, is really cooking on gas with his series of books at the moment. Yeah. And, and Lindsay, yeah. I recently interviewed because she's done a second book with you. Mm -hmm. So you yeah. know, again, you know, from a business point of view, that makes sense for you, doesn't it? If people are happy to come back and get s series produced through you. It's, oh, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, you know, we, we get to know people very well when we're working with them because it's a process that takes several months and there's a, there's a lot of communication a lot of backwards and forwards and you know we get friendly with a lot of our, a lot of our authors and yes they come back to us we offer them a discount um if if if, if they're publishing a third or more book with us um you know it, it, it's easier for us to work with a, a repeat author and it's easier for them to work with us because they you know we know how one another works um but you know i, I would say about a third of our author's come back to us at some point or another with a with a second or third or subsequent book now um, this is my journalistic question and mm. I, I think you are ally approved aren't you as a as a service if i remember correctly are you on their list yeah i, I, I met orna ross actually who's the founder director of ally uh, before she set it up um and and we were talking about her, her setting this up so we we said from even before it was set up yes we're in we're, we'd love to be supportive we'd love to be part of it so we're a, a you know very early member should we say so I can ask you this question with confidence. There are a lot yes. of sort of scam businesses out there. How mm. do I tell the difference between one that's legit and is going to mm. give, you know, offer those services at a fair price and one yeah. that's frankly going to steal the shirt off my back? Um, you need to shop around. You need to know what you want. Uh, you need to talk to other authors. Some very simple internet research will tell you which companies are generally liked and which companies are generally not liked. Um, there are independent resources. You've mentioned Ali, um, who who have a, um, I think they have a booklet which is online of recommended services from everything from self-publishing companies through to sort of writing services. There's the independent publishing magazine, which independently assesses self-publishing companies. And I think last time I looked, they had about 150 self-publishing companies that they've looked at um, and they rank in terms of author feedback and services and legitimacy and, and this has been going on for years and years and years um, I'm happy to say that we're number two on that list so um, you know which is very nice to, nice place to be and we want to maintain that obviously
Brilliant. Okay. Now, the reason that we're chatting in particular, no, not that I'm not interested in what, what you're doing anyway, <laughs> is that uh, in the, later on in this year, Saturday, 27th of April, you've got your seventh self-publishing conference. I'm just trying yeah. to remember which one I went to. I went to one a couple of years ago. It was the year uh, Leicester. Uh, Leicester yeah. were plastered all over the city. It was a great time to come. Right. It was uh, it was the year of the great Leicester foot Leicester City win. Yes, Premier League win. And you and it was brilliant. I'm not a big football fan, but you can't help but get caught up with the enthusiasm. No, it's true. Of that. It was yeah, a wonderful story, wasn't it? It was like a kind of yeah. David and Goliath story in, in Leicester. And it was so. just on the back of the, of King Richard's uh, Richard the Third being found the year before. So all of that was going on. So it was quite a year. Yeah. Oh, of course, I remember that. Yes, but it was uh, and, it, and actually, I think your conference was actually the weekend that Leicester won, wasn't it? I'm, I, it was. Yeah, it's just after I think. Yeah. 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 So so it was. Yeah, it was a great time to to. Visit. It was a good, time. good, good, uh, good event. I, I love the conference. It was, I think, it's based on the university, isn't it? If I remember rightly, it it's, is. Yeah, it takes feels like a campus. Yeah, so yeah. Lo- loads of parking. You know, very convenient, uh, custom-made yeah. rooms. You know, just a kind of perfect venue. Um, why did you start holding these conferences? Um, it was part, really, of the sort of the wider ethos that we have of trying to just educate people about about what we do and why we do it. Um, then trying to give information to people. I mean. It, I ought to say that it's a, it's a self-publishing conference. It's not just it's not just about us. It's not just about what we do, and we try and um, minimise anything that that you know, any any of our services within the conference. It's it's uh, we have speakers from outside, and they they come in and they basically give their expertise on anything from um, editing through to cover design through to um, the wider publishing world, and it's trying to bring authors together people who perhaps are beginning the self-publishing journey, people who are perhaps in the middle of it, and many seasoned self-publishers who've published many times before, and just bringing people together to talk about the issues, to look at what we're doing, to share experiences, which I think is really important. Um, and in fact, I would actually say one of the, one of the best parts of the conference is, is the bits in between the sessions where you see authors eagerly talking to each other and engaged with one another on their projects, and you just see, you can feel the excitement build through the day that the enthusiasm for, for for their projects gets going until they they leave they leave them um, the conference at the end of the day buzzing and that's not just because of the drinks reception at the end that's <laughs> because of the of the activity during the day yeah, I'd forgot about the drinks reception at the end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very well, it helped. Yeah, it helped. <laughs> Very civilised way to end an event. It is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I remember, um, so we had, I mean, this is where I met Mike Bodner, and this, mm. this actually pertains to what you've just said, in that I met Mike, thought he did a brilliant presentation. It was a mm. really exceptional presentation. And I was there... Uh, meeting people and, and booking in guests while I was there. Yes, I, know, yes. I met a lot of people because you know, it's brilliant, brilliant networking, isn't it? And, uh, it is, yeah, it's great. Yeah, really is. It, it's really good networking event. And, and, I, and I, you know, for some people that can be that can seem like a real challenge. It can be, you know, walking to a room with people you don't know. It is difficult sometimes, but actually everybody's really friendly. Everybody really wants to, to share what they're doing and, 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 and you know their experiences of of the journey and if you're new to it then you know you will learn an awful lot within the sessions and outside the sessions it's really a and quite an inspiring day for a lot of people i think the other thing i've got to say about your event is it's really cheap i mean it's delightfully cheap <laughs> uh, you know compared to other events it's uh, i mean uh, uh, by the time by the time we release this interview it'll be at the high price but the high price is only 70 quid for goodness sake it is yeah yeah i mean again it's not for us it's not really a money-making thing it's 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 um it's about it's just about getting giving something back maybe and just just getting getting people interested and and sharing experience and sharing ideas and you know it, it, it's it's a really nice event for us to do i mean yeah we could we could we could hike the price up and whatnot but it's you know we cover our costs basically on the event 
that's really what we want to do because we just want we want to to, to share the excitement around self-publishing. I enjoyed particularly the mix and match nature of the talks that I could just mm. you know, pick pick what I fancied and, and do the, yeah. you know the, the bits that I needed. And uh, yeah. you've got uh, it's, it's really funny publishing such a small world. I'm looking at your list of speakers, and mm. um, and there's Morgan Bailey there who I've interviewed on this podcast. You know, it's yep. just, it's, yeah. uh, who's an editor? Um, you've got yeah. a really great selection of speakers. Can you just talk me through who's who's there? Because a lot of different topics covered in that. There are a lot of different topics, and actually, it's one of the difficult things is that is, is sometimes people say to us, "Well, I want to go to everything," um, and of course, that's impossible. We've got we've got sixteen sessions running in in four, um, throughout the day in four different sort of blocks, and and people can choose one from each of the blocks. So you sort of go to four sessions, um, and then we have a keynote, and we have a, a other things as well. Um, but we try to mix up the, the the agenda each year. So I think this year we're looking we do look at editing, which I, we tend to do that most years because it's so important. Um, we have an agent coming along this year, um, Kate Nash, who's, who's talking about presenting to an agent and what agents are looking for, which is obviously sort of a step beyond self-publishing. Um, we've got um, Orna Ross is coming, who's um, we've mentioned before, who's the director founder of Valley. So she's giving the keynote this year, which we're really excited about because we, we very nearly got her a few years back, but she had to um, do something else in the States, I think, at that time. Um, and we have um, Ben Cameron, who's coming along from Cameron PR, who's really, you know, he's really switched on when it comes to, to marketing um, and PR for books. So there's usually something for everybody. We, we try and ensure that we cover a, a range of things, cover design, um, typesetting, you know, market, marketing always figures heavily in the conference because it's such an important part of of, um, of the self-publishing process. And it's one of those things, as we said, that most authors need help on or are looking for help on. I uh, attended the session by Clive Herbert when I was there, and I see he's mm. booked in for next year. I, yes. I, I kind of, I had bought some ISBNs from Nielsen, mm. so uh, mm. uh, and I learned so much from that session. Mm. <laughs> and and yeah. uh, I think that was when Clive announced that they were actually going to do online delivery of ISBNs, which I was ecstatic about because right, yeah. I couldn't believe they still came as an Excel spreadsheet when I did it. But, uh, yeah, they did. But, well, but, Clive's, re- you know, Clive's um, has been a supporter of the conference really since it began. I think he, he actually, he, he's been to everyone uh, bar one he didn't come last year because he was a committed elsewhere but he's he and both Nielsen have, have been really um, supportive of the conference and I think they, you know, they're a sponsor it's, it's really important because metadata you know you, you know as a self-publisher uh, um, that metadata and that, that, that really boring back back end stuff uh, the information about book it's so important selling in terms of selling books and then if you don't get it right you're limiting your market you're limiting your sales so I'm, I'm pleased you learned a lot from Clive but I'm not surprised because it's one of those subjects that people really need to know about and, and it doesn't sound very interesting but really it's so important no it was one of the the things I, I really remember it just kind of put me right on Nielsen I just really kind of mm. got, got to grips with it at that session yeah uh, because you've got that Q&A session I mean effectively you've got access to access to the experts and you, yeah. can, you can either figure this stuff out and take a couple of years to do it or you can just ask, yeah. ask the just experts go, just go and ask. yeah and again you know we try and make the atmosphere and I think we succeed that you know the atmosphere is informal and you can just walk up to anybody in between sessions and ask them a question and they'll be more than happy to answer you know it's, it, it's not um, it's not we, we call it a conference but it's 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 more like a like you know some sort of informal meeting really it's it's very it's a very gregarious um you know atmosphere
I think the other thing I should stress about this is that, you know, I, I have always been a died in the wool self-publisher, do everything myself. Though there are many, mm. many times where I do consider that decision, uh, the wiseness of it. Because um, <laughs> uh, there is a lot, <laughs> of, a lot of time. Must have a lot of time. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes a lot of time, doesn't it? Um, yeah, it does. But, um, but I... You know, even even doing that, so I was not. I was kind of not in the market for a, for a, for you to do mm. my book. I sure. learned a tremendous amount as someone who Good. who just thought I was going to go alone. I think it's important to stress that this is not kind mm. of like an onboarding vehicle. For no, your no, services. no, not at all. Uh, it's no. a standalone self-publishing event. It's, it's 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 for anybody who's who's considering or is or who has self-published um in any way whatsoever it's it's not we don't we don't do hard sell at master anyway you know it, it's it's about getting information out there giving people options showing them what's you know new developments showing them how things should or perhaps shouldn't be done um it, it, it's it's a it's a fun event actually above everything and um we know from from people's tweets and feedback after the event that they go away buzzing basically well, can I be honest with you? When I attended the event, I expected it to be a complete sell for your services, mm, and I mm. thought you didn't. I don't think you even mentioned it, or it, you might have mentioned mm. it in passing, uh, yeah. but there was barely a mention of it. And uh, you know, well, I, we, <laughs> we have we have had criticism that there's not enough about us at the conference. So we've we you know we we do um, we we are there and we we are present and you know we're organising it. So we are we, we are there. And, and this year, for example. Um, at the very first session, we've decided we're going to we're going to do what we call matador masterclasses, which are basically um, I think we've got one on eBooks, we've got one on cover design, and we've got one on marketing. And it's really just talking to people about what what to do within this, you know, how to produce an eBook and distribute it, what options you've got, um, what different ways you can do it, what types of marketing there are, and when you you know the timings of marketing. So it's really and and, and asking us about anything anything to do with those subjects so we are we are there and we are involved and yes you can talk to us about you know publishing with matador but most people don't you know most people will will just talk to us about other things and that's that's absolutely fine you alluded, alluded to this a few moments ago when you said that people often say they'd like to go, they can't go to all the sessions they want to. Have you ever mm. thought about making this a weekend event? Because I, I was in the same boat. I wanted to just attend mm. everything, frankly. It's, well, we, we have thought about that, yeah. I mean, and, but there are limitations because once you get into that, you're, you're into accommodation and um, lots of different food and the, and the cost would probably, you know, would spiral quite a lot. Um, we've thought about doing other events. We've thought about sort of doing specialist conference on maybe children's self-publishing, but at the moment we, we, we simply don't have the resources to do that. Um, but it, it is frustrating for some people, I know. However, having said that, some people come back year after year after year because they're getting so much from, you know, going to the different sessions and, and the fact we do different things each year. Um, you know, there's always something new to learn about about the, the, the wider subject. I mean, this year, for example, we've got, um, we're having an author panel at the end of the day, um, just before that drinks reception that we mentioned earlier. Um, so we've got Jane Corrie, who's just had a couple of bestsellers, and is, is, her latest book has been optioned for TV. She's coming along to, to talk about mainstream publishing. Um, we've got Stephen Booth, who's, who's self-published an awful lot of, of books himself, but now he's a mainstream published author. Um, we've got Angela Bowden, who's also been mainstream, but she's also self-published. So we've got authors who are coming along who know self-publishing, but also know mainstream publishing, so that we can infuse authors you know, with, with possibilities about what happens after self-publishing. Where else could you go? 
Well, yeah, I, I wasn't sure that I was going to make it this year, but having spoken to you and having a look at your lineup now, I'm just sort of thinking, you know, what, I really ought to sort of rejiggle my diary and make it. Yeah, it's, like the, it's the 27th of April, so you've got, you've got to get there. And it normally sells out, you know, um, we, bookings are actually going really well this early on, and, and um, it normally sells out, you know, a, a few weeks before at least. So, you know, it, it is it, it, one of the reasons why we hold it where we do actually is because it's, it's a lovely venue and. Uh, but it is limited in terms of the numbers of people. But we don't want it to be an enormous event. We don't want it to be impersonal. So we, it is limited. Do you know, I've just been looking at your page, and I can see uh, Emily Burnett uh, there uh, has done a, mm. a talk. And Emily's another guest on this show. It's right, just, yeah. it's amazing because it's like happy families. I think uh, this self-publishing. <laughs> it's amazing how many people we've spoken to now on this podcast. It's incredible. Um, and I'm catching up with Order actually shortly too. I haven't actually. Right. Uh, she's managed to escape my clutches, but I've, I've, I'm catching up with Order shortly too. Well, I mean, your 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 podcast is one of those things that you know we we really like because it's a it's it's again it's about getting information out there. It's about getting different voices. Um, different people, different experiences of, of, of self-publishing out there because there isn't any, only one way of doing something. There are lots of different ways of doing something and the landscape is always changing. Um, so the more you know, the more voices you get, the more you understand the, the, the world you're getting into, then the better your self-publishing experience is going to be. Well, it is, it is a Teague recommended event. It always has done. I've always I've always mentioned Thank it on you. the podcast, so uh, I'm very happy. <laughs> and as I say, you know, all the time I keep interviewing people who, do, who really don't have a moan. I mean, you expect a little gripe from somebody. That's fair <laughs> enough, isn't it? And I, I've had none of that. So yeah, I'm very happy to recommend uh, your services, you. which is good. You can do it with confidence. And what, what do you think is sort of next to you? I, it's interesting that I've just um, I've just published my books on the mm. blockchain. I've put two of my titles on the blockchain with mm. pu- Publica uh, because yeah. I, I just like to. Try I like to try everything. I like to have a go at everything. Mm. And I like to be an early adopter. So, you know, we've got this change on the horizon now. What, what do you mm. think, you know, if you were looking at your crystal ball, what are the things that might create challenges or opportunities for you? I, you know, I've been asked this question um, in one form or another on and off over the last 20 years or so. Um, and the answer's really always been the same, that people are always going to want to read books. And, and by that, I mean physical books. Um, and as a publisher, you know, Ten years ago, maybe lots of publishers were having wobbles because ebooks were coming along, and they were thinking, "Oh dear, it's going to, it's going to, what's, what's going to happen?" But actually, people want to read physical books. Um, ebooks is a great supplemental um, way of getting to people. But I actually think people want to read good books, and they want to read good books that are well presented, and and that's the market we're in, and that's what we want to do. We've seen a lot of services come and go in terms of different ways of getting to readers and different different websites, different sort of um, channels to readers. And they've come and they've done something. There's been a big furore about them, and then they sort of quietly died. And I think that's the mo- that's the modern world. That's the internet world. And there's a, there's a, there's always a place for that sort of thing. But bottom line, I think, is that people are always going to want to read books. And and thank heavens for that because we love to publish books. That was Jeremy Thompson, the Managing Director of Troubadour Publishing and the Book Guild. The 7th Self-Publishing Conference takes place in Leicester on Saturday the 27th of April 2019 and full price tickets are £70. Now this is a highly recommended event too. As you heard in the interview, I really rated my experience when I attended the conference previously. Now coming up on Saturday, I'll have the next instalment of my author diary when I'll be walking you through my specific writing goals for quarter one in 2019. That's the first three months of the year, January to March. So until then, have a great week of writing. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to this week's Self-Publishing Journeys. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with your indie author friends. Or you can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or whichever podcast directory you use. 
In the meantime, you'll find previous interviews and all the show notes at selfpublishingjourneys.com. Thanks again for listening. We'll have more great self-publishing tips for you next week.